2: we're back it is marks and race it's not a football friday it's a let it all out friday get it out of your system it's the end of the week i Reese. yeah and we all feel worse today than we did on monday or trying Tuesday. to get
3: it out of our system we're trying to
2: well we're gonna uh we're gonna allow ron jaworski to do just that jaws has joined us at four o'clock every friday through the football season and uh we're grateful for it it's uh it's been awesome to have uh, jaws on every week and he joins us right now what's up jaws
4: Hey John, hey, good to be with you guys once again, and uh, thanks for a great season, man. I, I had a blast talking to you guys every Friday, and uh, I, I got to be honest with you, man. I'm having a hard time getting over it. I I, I really am. You know, I, I got back Monday night, couldn't wait till Tuesday morning to you know, you know go to my computer and open up the game tape and look at the all 22. Probably spent about four hours looking at the game. I, I wasn't fulfilled enough. Got up Wednesday morning, had to look at it again, <laughs> see, see if I could find something that would that would appease me, make me feel good about it. I
3: feel worse. We're the better team and didn't win the game. Man, that's that is the exact sentiment uh, that I have there, Jaws. And when you have t- when you have two teams that are as close as these two teams were, because I don't want to take anything away from Kansas City, phenomenal Absolutely team not. and everything, but it's it's Kansas City didn't make the mistakes that we made in that game Sunday. So when, when you think about it, Jaws, and we've gone through this thing on, yep. on with several different combs. What's, what's the, um, I don't know, the, the series, the play, decision made, or what have you that sort of, if you were a coach or a player on this team, that you would wish we had
4: back? Yeah. What, what, well, obviously I think, you know, as well as Jalen played in the game, he played phenomenal. The, the fumble touchdown hurt. You know, yeah. That one hurt. You know, cause we could have had good separation there, although we still took a 10-point lead in the halftime. But, you know, when I, when I looked, at, looked at the tape, I tried to figure out, you know, what Andy was trying to do offensively, you know what Jonathan was trying to do defensively, trying, just trying to figure out what the, what the game plan was, and it was clear after going through the tape, I mean the Chiefs' game plan was short, quick passing game. You know, and all season long, looking at the Chiefs on tape, they have been up in a rush to get five receivers out. You know, they really wanted to attack getting guys out. In this game, it was max pro almost 50 percent of the time. They're running two receiver routes, and it, it was clear that Andy had great respect for this pass rush. They did a tremendous job of you know, holding down our rush into the field. And I'd love to get into that a little bit, too. Uh, <laughs> but clearly, Andy's game plan was we were going to max throw, run two receivers, and a ball was coming out. Eagles, the teams threw one ball over 20 yards downfield and wow. eight over 10 yards. So clearly, it was a short, quick passing game. And really, we didn't get the home, Mahomes much. He had a good time in the pocket. You know, Wiley and Brown did a good job on our, our pass rush. And as. And what's surprising to me, and I think we had mentioned this last week, I thought Andy would come in and run the ball. He did. He, he knew he couldn't yeah. give Jalen twelve thirteen 13 possessions. You know, it, their defense couldn't stop us. But I think when you look at all said and done, well, some of the mistakes we made on defense, I know you're better better fortified to talk about that, but you, you can't make those mistakes on defense in the red zone. Yeah.
2: Uh, so, uh, a lot of the focus this week, Josh, has actually been on Jonathan Gannon and his performance as defensive coordinator and calling plays, etc. How much? How much do you look at Jonathan Gannon and his and his coaching on Sunday as being a reason why the Eagles lost the game?
4: Well, obviously, it contributed to. It. They really couldn't stop. You know, with the game on the line in the second half, going in with a ten-point lead, you get four possessions, three touchdowns, and a field goal. Uh, it, it, it's obvious. You know, hey, we, we couldn't make stops. Could make a stop to win the football game. So the defense certainly certainly has to bear the brunt of, of our anger, maybe as far as not winning the football game. Because, you know, like I said, outside the one play, the fumble, I thought the offense was was spectacular. It, it, defensively, it's funny. I, I was looking for, you know, like as we say, those splash plays. You know, yep. guys that are flying around. There were no splash plays by this defense. There, there just weren't. There weren't guys beating guys quickly. There weren't the splash plays. You know, negative plays, interceptions, causing fumbles. There were no splash plays by this defense, which is one of the best in the NFL. It just didn't happen.
2: So what happened? You, you mentioned the pass rush. How come the how come the Eagles couldn't get much of a pass rush? Was it the Kansas City def, the Kansas City offensive line just having their
4: way? Was it was it Patrick Mahomes' good way then? What was it?
2: Or was it the grass? Or was it the grass?
4: <laughs> I, I, I did wanna I did want to talk about that. In fact, it was one of the reasons I went Wednesday and looked at the game tape again because I'd been reading so much about the turf and blah, 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 blah. they talking about it. It was horrendous, guys. And it wasn't a couple slips here or there. There were hundreds of them. You know, because on the All-22s I look at, you see every player, every play. I mean, there were guys running their routes, making their break, just slipping and falling. Travis Kelsey was on the ground half the time. Every time he planned to, to make a break, he was slipping and sliding. It, 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 I know it was bad for both teams, but when, when you when I spin it this way, the Eagles' edge rushers are really the key to this defense all season long. You know, we look at Brandon Graham, Sweat, the Reddick. So those guys come on the corner. And as Ike knows, when you're an edge rusher, you get your body at a 45-degree angle coming around the corner. Those benders, those guys that dip that shoulder. Well, they couldn't do that. They couldn't do it because the minute they would dip that shoulder, their legs would go off and run them. So they really had to play above their above their feet rather than inside their feet. And it really made a big difference. They could not get the good quick pass rush. And, again, the Chiefs game plan was good as well. Match throw, get the ball out. I think the combination of those three things were why the Eagles defense struck.
3: We, we've talked also, Jaws, about Coach Sirianni and some of his decisions to punt the ball or, or kick the field goal. Did you see anything that, that you would have, like the third and two – when they, the one that led to the long punt return, would you have gone for their own fourth down? And then you had the, where they kicked the field goal to go up 27 to 21. It's fourth and six at the 15. Did you like that call?
4: Yeah, I, I, I had no problem with the calls. I, you know, I mean, we're still in somewhat control of the game. Uh, you don't want to lose the game on doing something stupid. You know, and I, you know, for the most part, you know, Nick has been aggressive. I think in this game he was more analytical. And, and, you know, I have no problem with that. I don't think any of those things cost us a football game. Um, <laughs> man, I mean, Pun- there's so- Guys, can we get some special teams better next year? Oh,
5: my goodness. But, but, yeah. Well, listen, the, 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 but, but,
4: but the,
3: the... – Let's start with the punter. Yeah, let's, yeah. Start, let's start with getting a better punter in
4: here first. Yeah. Uh, I'll capitalize and say special teams. We've got to be better on special teams. I mean, you know, for the talent on this football team not to be more effective on special teams is unacceptable. It's got to be something – Nick and Howie got to got to you know, work on in the offseason through the draft is build these build up and fortify these special teams. Yeah, we need to get
2: Ike down there on game days or something <laughs> right. to get going. Because <laughs> earlier in the season, Ike was yelling and screaming during the week, and and that that Sunday, the Eagles had an inspired performance on special teams. And go. I know there were people telling them that it was heard <laughs> down in care what Ike was saying. So
4: hey, hey, Ike was a special team demon in his playing days. So hey, I'd, I'd listen That's to right. Ike if I was anybody on go that team.
3: Yeah, I'm available for hire if they, if they need me down there. I'm
4: just saying. They can't afford it
0: now.
2: <laughs> hey, Jaws, the, the tush push, do you think that, that it should be outlawed in the NFL? All of a sudden, everybody realizes that the Eagles mastered this, and it's like, whoa, 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 you can't allow that anymore. Do you think that's a cheap play and should the NFL outlaw it?
4: You know, I, I've been having that discussion with a bunch of people this week, and I, my, my gut tells me it's going to be outlawed. You know, it it wasn't that way three or four years. But I'm not sure exactly when they changed it. Where you, you couldn't push or, or or pull a quarterback or a running back. I, 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 just, I just got a funny feeling it's going to be outlawed. So I I think they look at that. They say they're probably for safety reasons. You know, it, certainly. You know, when you look what Stoutland came up with, it. I mean, this offensive line was absolutely phenomenal. Not only this week, but all season long. And they come up with that type of push, that rugby push, and. I don't know, what did we get stopped? One time, I think, all season long, whatever the yep. numbers per out, there was an incredible amount of time. But I, I, I do believe for health reasons, which, you know, when the competition community gets together in the offseason, the one thing they talk about first and foremost are injury concerns and health concerns of the players. And I think for that reason they're probably going to outlaw
2: Well, uh, defensive coordinator Vance Joseph, Sean Desai, and then on their staff, Denard Wilson. I don't know how familiar you are with any of those three. Uh, would you go outside and veteran guy uh, would you be comfortable staying in-house how do you think it has a plan out
4: I, I, I'm a little surprised the name Paul Gunther hasn't showed up you know Paul was uh, in the league for 20 years a defensive coordinator you know the, a year ago with the Minnesota Vikings you know 13 years with the Cincinnati Bengals uh, you know and mm-hmm. also the the, uh, the Raiders when they were out open He's a local mm-hmm. guy or sinus college and is out there right now. has a great pedigree, a great defense. So I'm a little bit surprised his name has not popped up. Mm.
2: Jaws, appreciate it, man. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. I've enjoyed
3: you all season, brother. Thank you. Hey,
4: man, let's get, let's get ready for the draft. Got to do a draft show.
3: Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, Without a doubt, free agencies in about a month. So yeah, mm-hmm. we'll talk soon. I got tea oh, times
3: right. in about a month, y'all. Tea time. By the way,
4: one thing I don't do is the combine. So X me out on that one.
3: <laughs> no combine.
4: All right. Like, you know it's golf season now. So
2: we're exactly. Yes. Yes. We
3: got to work on our golf game, man. Yes. <laughs> all right, y'all. All well. right, brother. All take right. it easy.
2: Thanks, guys. All right, see you. You know, Jaws brought up the, the the injury thing, and I actually mm-hmm. said, did. You see, Cam Hayward of the Steelers, he was he was talking about the Jalen Hurts, the the, the, uh, you know, the uh, the, 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 the tush, push. tush Push. And first thing he says is that the offensive line never gets set, and they should call a penalty every time because they never actually get set, and then they just start moving forward. So he right. said, technically, that and should you, be called a false. And start. you kind
3: of saw that on yes. the play, Sam because he wasn't Sam wasn't the only one that he moved would, on that play. No,
2: you know, I mean, you're right. He just stuck out more than everybody yes. else. So, so he mm-hmm. says, go back and look at the video. They never get settled on that play. It should, be, it should be a flag every time. Oh, wow. But he also said he thinks that, that it's going to start turning – to like the counter to that is, well, we're going to blast the quarterback – we're going to send somebody coming in to smash the quarterback.
3: Yeah. So he's worried about the injury for the quarterback. As a matter of fact, Kansas City tried that. Somebody – was it Chris Jones that – he, he went up top?
2: Yeah, he went over the jail. pile. Yeah. yeah, he went over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so,
3: yeah, I could I could sort of see that. Because you, you are leaving a defense no choice. Like, what are they supposed to do? Just let them get the first right. down every time. He, <laughs> there
2: has to be a counter to it. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, and I would was, I was, uh, – LeVar Arrington
3: coming over the <laughs> – boom. Or, or if nothing else – even if you don't leap over, you sort of launch into a guy, it gives you an opportunity to get a free shot yes.
2: yeah, you're on right. the quarterback. No, that, I mean, that's essentially like I, what I think the counter would be is just what you said. Yeah, you launch somebody over and you try to whack the quarterback. Yeah. What else,
3: I mean, what else are you going to
2: do? Let them push them for
3: three yards? It's very interesting. Uh, John, said, John said he feels like it will be outlawed, huh?
6: I, I agree with him. Well, apparently Sean mm. Payton told the league he's running every play next year if they don't outlaw. <laughs>
2: surprised if that is an outlawed
3: i need rex ryan with with sean payton that would be a disaster a beautiful disaster well here's the thing rex ryan and greg williams aren't that far apart so that's why sean payton Uh, loves uh, those types of coaches
2: you're right right.
3: i mean they had bounty gate the last time he had this type of defensive coordinator you're right yep you're right no no it, it definitely fits his mo yeah he has he has this this reputation for being an offensive genius and that would lead you to believe he's somewhat of a passive or finesse type of coach. Uh, he, he's he's an Man, aggressive coach. He's on the Parcells tree. You know what this is. He's an aggressive yep. coach. He was all he was just as much a, a part of Bounty Gate as anybody. Yeah, he's no, the he, head coach for sure. He knew what was going on.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. Yep. I mean, when they asked about. They're like, yeah, is Russell Wilson's personal quarterback coach going to be in the building? He was like, huh? Uh, yeah,
3: I he's don't like, think yeah, so. We, he's
2: like, yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> it's like, damn, all right, he's already flexing on him. That's awesome. Uh, we are live at Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Best in-game experience for basketball, hockey, and more. You know where it is. It's at Chiggies and Pete's. Find a location near you dot com. All right, Chuck from Mount Air is on the line. Oh, Chuck's back? So I was thinking about this last night. Uh-huh. We kind of butted heads yesterday, and I, I'll do the Donovan chest pad on me because I just kind of needed to let him go yesterday. That's the kind of week it is. We bring him on right now. I was wondering, does Chuck call tomorrow? Does he call on a Friday? on Saturday. Well, I, I was saying this last night. I'm oh. like, is Chuck going to call in on a Friday? He's yeah. on the line. Yes. He joins us right now. What's up, Chuck? How
7: are you? Yanni, hey, what's up, Johnny? Hey. What's going on. Chuck, what's college up, Chuck? boy. Hey man, listen. You know, AJ, you know, Charlie, we ain't got to do all that, man. You know what it is, man. I was coming at Johnson, Charlie. Listen,
2: we got a snarl out of you though, Chuck. Did you hear it?
7: Uh, because I was. <laughs> you, yeah. that Jack always seems to get it, man. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Like I don't know how he does it, but he does it, man. That's why I guess he's the best producer in the That's game. Why he's man. the best? So, yeah. yeah. What's yeah. up, bird a... gang? Yeah. Oh, would you stop that? <laughs> <laughs> This guy, man, I'm telling you, he gets me at the most, you know, unopportune so, times, so Chuck, man. So,
2: Chuck, let me let me run this by you because Jack had an idea because the Cardinals are coming to town next season, and Jack was yeah. saying the Eagles should come together and ha- and put, put up a video <laughs> montage of Jonathan Gannon and the defense and the defense's best moments from 2022. Do you think that's a good idea?
7: You know what, you want to really hear my, what I think about that?
2: Yes. <laughs>
7: I think that when the bus arrives, he should be out there rocking it, shaking it, and boo the hell out of Jonathan Cannon when he comes here. He don't deserve nothing. I'm not gonna get into him today, but he don't deserve nothing. Okay. You know, I'm just counting down the days when the Arizona Cardinals take the field. Because my highlight of my season next year next year is gonna be booing every time they play. The and <laughs> care for everybody play. He has problems. Wait till we get a hold of Colin Mary. Oh my god. Whoa. Wait till he get a hold of that attitude. Wait till he wait too. Deep, mm, yeah. way too to to draw McVeigh get a piece of him. He thought he thought it was hard in this bit and, and Kyle Shanahan, those guys draw plays his sleep. Pete Carroll, <laughs> the coach he is, yeah. He's gonna suffer. He's gonna suffer moderately. I'm not even have to I don't even have to keep saying nothing about him. I'm just counting down the days. John Zagan Let am say something real quick, John Zagan didn't do yesterday. When he mentioned Sherry on, he didn't get him a ring. He didn't get Mr Laurier a ring. He didn't get uh, uh, Howie Roseman a ring. He never once mentioned the city of Philadelphia. You know, this is a Philly thing. Uh, never, okay. He's not a Philly guy, man. No matter how much you try to portray to be, he's not. He never mentioned us at all. Never thanked the city of nothing. guy is going to fail, and that's all I got to say about him. Now, you know, this thing right here about laying on the line, you know, the reason why I was so upset this week is because this is the chance we could have had hit two, two championships in the belt, man. Two of them, solidify ourselves as one of the great organizations out there. We still got one single championship. You know what I mean? Now, listen, we have great years as Eagles fans. But, you know, I have nothing to look forward to this offseason. What am I looking forward to? The Phillies, they got to play 350 games before they even see a a playoff (laughs) game in October. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Yeah, Jack. We got got a basketball team that they could get up by 40 points and win by two.
3: But I think I do a terrific job.
6: (laughs) You know, what I mean, it, it, just, it
7: just sucks, man. This sucks. Yeah. We could have at least had a championship of the belt, I and Johnny, and been happy watching all. I would care. I've been numb. Hey, that's, be fl- that's true. We'd be
2: in the clouds yep. for a couple that's months. that's true. Yeah,
7: that's true. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I was, you know, I was pissed this week, man. I'm just starting to get over it, man. You know, it's gonna take a little bit more whiskey tonight, gars, and i to be able to get over it a little bit more. Right. But I mean, this is, just, this is just, I mean, this is bad, man. When I was down there, Chief your Peace last week, you guys, mm-hmm.
3: right? That yep. was
7: joy. You know, no matter what race you are, no matter what creed you are, what religion you are, the Eagles bring everybody together. And that is just taking away from us some lunatic down there in Arizona just going and just left us in shambles. What's up, Bird Gang? Just messed up. (laughs) Just messed me up, man. But listen, I'm getting over it, you know. I know the Sixers aren't going to do nothing. And, you know, I'm counting on the Phillies, but it's just too long of a season me to look forward, you know what I mean? Listen, so I guess I'll watch we got the next NFL tomorrow.
2: There you go. There you go. Mike has his picks for the games as well, Chuck. <laughs> That's coming up later on.
7: Hey, man, okay. y'all have a wonderful weekend, man. And,
2: and you listen, too, Chuck. Thank,
7: you, thank you for allowing me to come on here to get me some counseling through these hard times, man. Seriously. You really yeah. saved
2: me. You're welcome, uh, No Chuck. doubt, Chuck. Always, you, buddy. buddy. Chuck. Yes, Appreciate sir. It. So something he said about Jonathan Gannon not thanking the city. Mm-hmm. Jack when did he when did he who was he talking to but he he talked about he was talking about something and he was talking about the fans and he brought up a story about going to breakfast with his kids and yeah. like where people were like yelling at him when he was getting breakfast with with his kids and mm-hmm. was it coming off a loss but they still only had one loss
6: yeah around that time and yeah.
2: and, and then he had said like like oh, it's kind of kind of is what it is I I love our fans but he brought up the story about how they were cruising through the season and he went to get breakfast with his kids, and there were people that were, like, talking, talking stuff Trash to him. talking, yeah. Yeah, when he was out to breakfast with his kids. Mm-hmm. And you could tell he didn't appreciate that, as I wouldn't have appreciated that if I was Jonathan Gannon. I guess it comes with the territory still, kids, breakfast, whatever, like, control yourself. But he did bring that up in whatever interview this was. And then he said, oh, yeah, but I still love our fans or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. maybe he didn't. Say w- Wistie won the, for the city of Philadelphia Listen. because he didn't like the way he was treated.
3: Yeah, and, and I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say he put every fan in a, in a in a box and said we're all the same or what have you. But but Angelo Cataldi just retired this morning. He has the loudest voice, literally and figuratively, in the city. And if he is screaming something from Monday morning to Friday at 10 o'clock, it's going to pierce the ears and the hearts of people in this city. And it did. And his number one guy that was in his crosshairs was Jonathan Gannon all year long. When a team is 6-0, 7-0, 10-0, 11-0, it still was about Jonathan Gannon. So if you're Jonathan Gannon, and that's why Nick Sirianni was doing what he did coming on the air defending him because they got tired of hearing it right so imagine if you're on a team where you're winning you're you got one of the best defenses in the league and the morning show the biggest show in the city is screaming for you to be fired you think that feels good to him no he's sitting there saying well jesus what do i need to do well what else i have to do around here they want me fired well, and if he's going around town and people are yelling, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying, and then if that happens when he's out with his kid at breakfast, I, I could see how he has a certain perception. Well, he's not from here. Yeah. Well, and he's not going. to – He's only been I here mean, two years. Yeah, so, so, know. so. Well, believe me, there are guys that were here a long time. That that's not going to fly with a lot of people. No, I guess what I'm <laughs> I guess what I'm saying what I, is what, that what I'm saying is is that I don't know if you should expect some sort of heartfelt. Thank you to the fans of Philadelphia when his experience with the fans have not been that way. No, the fans like,
2: were, were total idiots when it came to Jonathan Gannon this year. Period. I mean, well, it's been I mean, two years, not just no, It's been two years. No, I agree with you. And by the way, like, you can think that Jonathan Gannon isn't a great defensive coordinator, but mm-hmm. also be measured in your opinions and what you're saying. When the defense is performing at a high level, mm-hmm. when the team's undefeated or has one loss, like, okay, you want to freak out after the Super Bowl because he didn't do a good job? Okay. But all season long, it's almost like you're waiting for him to fail. Yeah. I mean, they were driving him out of town when they
3: had one loss on the season. Yeah. That's why the coach came on the radio yelling. In assistant of the – Yeah, I mean, that's, why, that's why he did that. I just say that to say I don't know if we should have expected some no. sort of love letter to the fans. I don't know what Chuck was expecting. Well, and I I guess we ought to be happy Jonathan Gannon didn't
2: didn't take a shot at the fans. I guess I I guess what I was following up on that was to Mm -hmm. say like, yeah, I wouldn't have done it either. (laughs) Like, 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 let me keep it real. Well, I would.
3: I wouldn't have expected Jonathan Gannon to do that. Yeah. Why would he?
6: Right. By the way, Shane Steichen didn't either. I don't think. And he was here the same amount of time. Well, he
3: used all his love letter for the players. Yeah, he's crying. Yeah. Yeah.
6: (laughs) Yeah. It's, yeah, he
3: used it all on the players, man. He named every player on the offense. He did.
6: Even Ian Book. <laughs> yeah, Ian Book made I would love the to list. know what Ian Book's contribution was to the Super Bowl team.
3: Come on, man. He had to beat Pat Mahomes.
6: Yeah, yeah. He had,
3: to be, he had to be the quarterback, the scout team quarterback. How'd that work out? You think
6: they could stop him in scout team practice or no? That's why they lost. They were like, this is easy. Man, Pat
3: Mahomes stinks. Ian Book. Ian Book's gonna be our backup quarterback,
2: boys. 215-592-94-94. <laughs> Marks and Reese. Or do we
6: go get a vet? There's um, one. Listen, you know who we're going after. Nikki Six. Nikki Six. Oh. One more run. There's no way.
3: Why well, let me tell you this. They go get Nicky Six. It better be after they gave Jalen a contract extension. It better See, be after you, they sign another you know, backup quarterback. Well, I'm too. just saying, you go get Nick Foles, and we don't have a contract extension in place with Jalen Hurts, and we start a season. Yeah, that's not going to be good around here. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety
2: four. Not with our producer. That's he, what I'll say. He
3: can't wait. Yep. <laughs> yep. Good luck. Now, if you sign him to the extension, then it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. Well, hopefully. Well, they've tried the last, what, two years, and he's rejected them? (laughs) Listen, there's one place Nick Foles needs to go, like retirement. Yeah, it
3: was good money, though.
2: Angelo Castaldi. I I understand that. The problem (laughs) is when he needs to come into a game. good money at backup quarterback. As long as he just holds a clipboard, I'm fine with it. But you can't expect him to play anymore. He plays well here. No, I know, but he's that's what get, you're not factoring in. No, but he's going to get injured permanently. Did you see him out there? No, yeah, well, that's behind the that terrible offensive <laughs> line. Dude, he he always is taking hits like nobody else take hit, takes it's, hits. It's a giraffe. He's back a giraffe. There, I know. You want to get him killed? Bring him back. Seriously. No, no, no. Don't. I don't think we can handle that. I don't think the time. I can think handle we'd it. handle it just fine. Coming up next on a Let It All Out Friday, we'll replay what AJ Brown had to say earlier this week and how we look at it now
3: Ah, oh yeah troublemakers
7: ah.
2: (laughs) marks and reese live at chiggies in south philly hey listen betmgm is the king of sportsbooks unleashing the spirit of las vegas with betmgm rewards every time you make a wager at betmgm you can earn betmgm rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens and if you're planning a trip to vegas you can also convert your betmgm points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Jim.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
5: When we went up 27-21, uh, I knew uh, deep down that it was probably
6: a chance we were going to lose. Because he got the field goal there instead of the touchdown. Mm-hmm.
2: So it was A.J. Brown. T- was it a Tuesday or a Monday? Tuesday. Tuesday he said that. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday because they wouldn't have done it Monday. Yep. Locker clean out there. That was A.J. Brown. At the time, it was like, well, you know, I know, it was just weird at the time because I mean honestly i i I only remember what I was thinking at that time we're still still kind of in shock what happened on sunday and now the more you think about it, the more you talk about it, and it's something that you brought up at the start of the show. It's like, all right, like what's still bothering you on a friday and i i it, it's so spot on too that everybody's talking about the this, this the fourth and the fourth and short they didn't go for in uh, from their own thirty two what about the fourth down they didn't go for, where it was fourth and five, and they settled for a field goal at the end of that seventeen-play drive? And that's what AJ Brown was talking about. It only put them up by six points. They're at the fifteen-yard line, fourth and six. You get a first down and a touchdown there. It's it's a call Nick Sirianni's made all year. He's went for that all year long, all year long he's went for it on that. The Kansas City marches down, they score a touchdown. You're like, uh oh, they made that look easy. They went seventy-five yards, boom. It's twenty-four to twenty-one. You go down the field and you settle for a field goal on a very makeable fourth and five, fourth and six. And, and that, A.J. was asked about that play. And, and like, and earlier in the week it was kind of a weird answer. Now he, I feel the way he felt, which is, like, that, that could have been the game right there. Like, that was where, like, he said that he felt like that's where they, like, he's, like, deep down I felt like we'd lose the game. Them only kicking a field goal there allowed the Chiefs to score a touchdown and take the lead. So, it, like, today, does it hit you differently today than it that maybe hit you on Tuesday when we initially played it?
3: No. It, it's, uh, it, no, it's just one of those things where you, you're just constantly going through the game and you're looking at decisions that were made that we like to have back. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. Some people look at the penalties called. Some people look at this. Some people look at that, not going for it on fourth down. You know, Elliot was talking about not going for it on fourth down and punting the ball. I mean, some people look at that. Yep. As as the play, I mean, Jaws had a somewhat of a, um, a decent point where you you don't you don't want to walk away with no points there, so they get three points there. I mean, that's just one, that's the play for me that that sticks out. But there's plenty of other plays in that game. Jalen dropping the ball. Yeah, a lot. There's plenty of other plays in that game. It's not just just that call. It's, it's plenty of others you can look at.
6: The Quest drop hasn't been talked about as much as I thought it would. That's another yeah. play.
2: Yep. Which was on that, on drive, that
6: drive. On that same drive. It's on
2: that drive. And where would that have put him
1: like when he dropped
2: eight? it? Was it the eight? I'm trying to go through quickly in the play by play of it. Yeah, I think if, I, if memory serves me correctly, it would have been pretty deep in uh, maybe inside the 10. Yeah. No, I mean, you're right, Jack. That's something that's not talked about a lot. That was a huge drop. And not a routine catch, but a catch that he's got to make. It hit him in the hands. Uh, we're live at Chiggs and Pete's in South Philly. Best in-game experience for basketball, hockey, and more at Shakey's and Pete's. Twitter questions today, sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. If you're getting engaged with the home team, best selection of diamond engagement rings to fit every budget. Mark's-Jewelers.com. Jack has asked two questions today of the people. The first one being, as they pull it up right here, Well, let's go to the latest one. Um, and that's what we're just talking about right there. Did Sirianni make a mistake by not going for it fourth and six, at the Chiefs' 15 instead of opting for a field goal? 59% say no, that he didn't make a mistake. And that's almost 2,000 votes. So people people disagree there. Um, and then uh, th- th- what we led the show off with: what's bothering you the most about losing the Super Bowl on Friday at the end of the week? The defense is uh, winning this one right here with 61% over the turf. The turf, people are more, more more bothered about the turf than the flag. Like,
5: according to this right here. So,
2: all right, let's go to Lee in Haddon Township. Lee, how are
5: you? What's up? Hey, guys. Thank you for taking my call. What's up, just Lee? Just real quick. And, and I appreciate it. Real quick, I just wanted to kind of bring this up. My thought process, the Eagles were doing great all the way up, and for me, uh, my, my the turning point was, and selfishly, because I had one and one, but when they were driving down the field, they needed to get into the end zone. Imagine their mindset, 31-21, going into the fourth quarter. I mean, that is just a confidence builder there. And they did it all year, and that kind of really set me back a little bit. And, uh, and I thought that right there was a turning point. I thought they let, let uh, their foot up off the uh, accelerator, and, uh, and I concur with you guys. That was my turning point. Uh, right after the game, I just sat there. I mean, of course, I lost in the block pool, selfishly, but I just thought that 21, uh, you know, 31-21 going into the fourth quarter, man, that is just, you know, trying to turn something around in the second half, and I thought that would have been uh, a lot, uh, a great confidence builder there. And then the last thing I wanted to just say was, that, you know, with the uh, quarterback sneaking and all that, and uh, the jury's out on that, but it reminded me of like in rugby, the scrum. You yep. got two teams getting together yep. and, and uh, banging it out. But that's all. I really appreciate it. And thank you guys for uh, letting me thank come on and uh, express my uh, feelings on that. Thank yep. you, Lee. Uh, appreciate it, Lee. Appreciate it.
3: Yeah, I, I, I tell you, you know, there when, when you're looking back on a game, right, and you're saying, man, is there anything we could have done differently or anything I would have liked to have done differently? Like there are, there's probably a handful of plays in there. And, and listen, you can't expect a coach to get up at the podium and, I mean, it's, it's admirable if he decides to do that, but most coaches aren't going to get up there and start going through plays they regret and they would have made a different. Defending everything, yeah, because you're second guessing everything. So, but as as fans, when you sit back and, and you and you reflect on the game, uh, we know the big moments in the game where you saw momentum being changed, and. That's the benefit of being fans we get the hindsight right we get to look at it after the fact and say "Well, man we should have gone for it on fourth down there and, and i believe that only because only because a it was our personality pretty much all year long and then b when i look at it it's fourth and six from the 15. again i think you have the defense and a little bit of a quandary there because the defense has to protect against the first down and the touchdown. So if they want to protect against getting a, giving up a touchdown, then you have an opportunity to throw the ball underneath for a first down. And now you got another set of downs. If they decide, you know what, we're going to play tight, we're going to play man-to-man, we're not going to give up the first down, guess what, Jalen probably is going to have an opportunity to run and pick right. it up himself, or you may get A.J. one-on-one or Devonte or Dallas or Goddard. Dallas Goddard, yeah. One on one with somebody in the end zone again. Advantage Eagles. The way the Eagles advantage were playing. Eagles.
2: The way the Eagles were playing on offense, really, the entire game. It seemed like
3: they couldn't be stopped it's offensively.
2: It's advantage Eagles. Why would you yeah. settle for a field goal there?
3: Yeah. The only thing I can think of is he wanted to get points. He wanted he to, wanted to make sure he
2: got points. Yep.
3: Yeah, but I, I would have, I would have, looking back, I'm like, yeah. We go for it right there. Yeah, it's definitely I think it it's, Now, I, I will say this. There hasn't been much criticism of him for not going not that, for it. Nope. Um, and, and I'm not sure how much he would have got criticized had he gone for it and didn't pick it up. Because, um, because to me, if your explanation is I'm going to be aggressive there, we've been aggressive all year. Uh, a team like Kansas City, Pat Mahomes on the other side. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if like field goals, yeah, right. field goals are going to beat that team. And I think people would have been like, you know what? I can I can understand that.
2: Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly how you answer it. And that's if that's your mentality, it's like no, like I, I will say this,
3: and I said this earlier in the week. I think there would have been more scrutiny on him had he gone for it on his own thirty-two yard line and not picked it up
2: i don't buy going for it on the own yeah the old if you if
3: you go for it there and don't pick it up now everybody's looking at you like you're, you're being aggressive for no reason you're, ha- you're handing them it's just not worth it yeah
2: you're handing them uh at least three points yeah. if not more yeah probably more yeah but gannon would get he get he, that would be the defense's fault anyway even though you gave it to <laughs> their own territory yeah hold him to a field goal let's go to carlos carlos in northeast philly hi carlos hey. how are you
8: Yes, hey guys, how are you?
2: What's up, Carlos? What's up, Los? First time caller.
8: Los, that's what my friend used to call me, Los. Oh. Uh, first time caller, I listen to you guys every day. Uh, actually, I was wishing you guys got the morning show because I think you have better callers. I love I love the people that call your show. <laughs> I still but, got a little call. <laughs> well,
3: you're yep. right about well, better call but callers. But do you think everybody that calls in the afternoon would call it 6 to 10? It's a great point. I don't know, but you know, Chuck just called a little while ago
8: and, and He's very passionate. And I forget the other guy's name, but do you ever think of Chuck's Wade. voice? OG Way yes. Do you ever think of Chuck's voice? He sounds just like a black Sylvester salon to me.
3: Not a black Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> okay. You don't think? He's I, very hadn't, thought of it like I that. hadn't heard that one before. We've heard Tracy Morgan. Right. All right. So yeah, so you like you I kinda agree, agree with
8: Chuck. Now I, I don't want to I don't want to argue about whether uh, Gannon screwed up as a defense, as -hmm. the coordinator during the game. Mm -hmm. That's debatable. I kind of disagree with you guys. But the point I want to make is I don't really like the guy because for him not to come home with his team who just lost the biggest game, he could have told, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. He could have told the Cardinals, listen, I'm your man, but we just lost a devastating, most important game. Let me go with my team, then I'll come back. No, What did he do?
3: He stayed there.
8: and I heard the quote. What was Warren he going to do?
3: Hold on. What, what was he going to do with the team if he came back? Console them? He, he's still, he's rubbed their back the, on the plane. <laughs> yeah, what is he going to no, give no, them? No, no, no. More milk and cookies? So, like, if, so, so, so Carlos, I, I, if,
8: the, if the Eagles won, would
3: he have come back? I know he would not have come back.
8: I see. I don't believe that. He he come right. back, come hold back on, the parade. hold on,
3: hold on, hold on. Why would he have come back?
8: If, if the Eagles won the, 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 uh, the Super Bowl, yes,
3: he would have yes. celebrate. No, the parade, sure. No, we're talking about whether or not he would have still stayed in Arizona Sunday night to be interviewed Monday for the head coaching job. And I'm telling you, he would have stayed even if they won. Uh, okay,
8: so you're saying... If the Eagles won the Super Bowl, that yes. doesn't mean he can't still take the job. Why can't he tell them, "Look, give me a couple days"? Why, why can't he? Why, come back with
2: but, but Carl, let me ask you this: Why, why are you focused on that on a Friday after they won the Super on Bowl? On him why, coming I, I, back, like, like literally, like when you said that you disagree with us on Jonathan Ginn, we haven't said that he did, he did a great job and he did a great job coaching on on, on Sunday. All I'm saying is that we focus so much on Jonathan Gannon. What about some of the players that lost this game? What about the offense that lost this game? The, the reasons why they were a part of this loss, right? And now you're focused on him not coming back with the team. Who cares? Yeah, I think that that's
8: disloyal. I think that's low integrity. That's a, what's up, Bergang. So the whole so, team's so that, suffering. The whole team's right suffering there. over here. That the city's suffering. He could have at least commiserate a little bit with us. All right, so, so, so Carlos, Carlos to, listen, for it's,
2: hours. it's it's an interesting it's an interesting perspective, and all I can do is say to Ike because mm-hmm. he's the one that's a former NFL player. If it was the exact scenario, who was the so if Jim would if Jim Johnson would have gotten a, a head coaching interview right after the Super Bowl that you lost it. New England, you, would you have batted, would you even have thought about it if he stayed the interview?
3: We lost to New England. I don't even remember talking to a coach when I came back. I had to come back to get ready for the Pro Bowl. The season's over. I'm not looking for a coach to rub my back and tell me everything is okay. We're grown men. We're grown men. I don't need to, it's not a high school. I don't need the coach to ride back with me to tell me everything's going to be okay. And I guarantee you none of the players were offended because Nick Sirianni, first of all, these guys know more than we know on the outside here. When Nick Sirianni gave the passionate plea about Jonathan Gannon weeks ago and said he's going to be a head coach, that lets you know he had a clue that there's a chance he's going to be a head coach. (laughs) I mean, like, like they know this stuff already. Everything doesn't have to be broadcasted, and most of the times when we finally get the information publicly, they've already known it for a week or two or what have you, at least that there is a chance that something could happen. What I'm saying is had the Eagles won, Jonathan Gannon could have stayed out there, interviewed with Arizona Monday, and you know what Arizona would have done? Flew him back here on a private jet Monday night. And the parade would've been yesterday. So what would he he have missed? Being on the airplane with the players coming back? Yahooing it? No, you know what they did Sunday night? They went to a team party. You know how I know that? Because I went to the same damn loser party myself. (laughs) That's already scheduled. It's already scheduled, win or lose. There's a team dinner and a team function. It's not a party when you lose, it's a damn function. You're just there. When you win, it's a party. But this is something Jeffrey Louis has already set in place.
2: Because you need a venue to have
3: a party. Yes. And it's already paid for and everything else. And like I said, we lost to New England and we went to the team dinner. Everybody's family is there. The entire staff is there. The Roots is there playing great music, by the way. That was the best thing I heard on Super Bowl Sunday. was hearing the Roots live. That was great to hear. It's the only thing that could cheer you up at that Super Bowl after party. But that's what it was. And you sit around as players, and we talk about the year. we talk about the game. Guys that are pending free agents. We give hugs it was great playing with you, like, if, if, if I don't see you again or if, if we're not teammates next year, like, that's what goes on. And had they won, it would have been a Super Bowl party. Then you get up Monday morning as a team, and eventually you head to the airport or you head to the private plane to fly back here. Like, they didn't leave Sunday night at the Super Bowl to come back here. They actually got together as a team afterwards, had a team dinner, I'm sure there was music there. I'm sure during that time, I don't know if Jonathan Gannon stopped by. If he was a part of that Sunday night and then did his interview Monday morning with Arizona. So he had time to be with his players to say goodbye, to commiserate Sunday night. He had time to do that. He didn't leave his team stranded and and let them come back to Arizona. I mean, come back to Philly, and he stayed out in Arizona.
2: You remember the question he was asked when he was introduced to the media as Cardinals head coach. They asked Mm -hmm. him if he watched the tape of the game, and he said, yeah, I watched it on Sunday night. Yeah. So for a a guy that's so not plugged into being the Eagles defensive coordinator that it actually affected his performance in the Super Bowl, he still took the time after the game before a, a, a meeting or an interview to be a head coach to watch the game and go over the game?
3: Yeah, I think we're going above and beyond to put the guy in a light because this is how we feel about it. When I say we, I'm speaking collectively. I'm not speaking about me uh, individually. So we want to make him seem like he's a bad person. He wasn't committed to the team. He was thinking about the head coaching job. He accepted it at halftime. He stayed in Arizona and let the team fly back by himself. All of those things are to help you validate your feelings about Jonathan Gannon. It's not actually the way the situation is. His players loved him. His players loved him. Talked to Brandon Graham every week. His players loved him. I talked to Hassan Reddick. Had the utmost respect for him. Had the utmost respect for him. How Jonathan Gannon used him as a player this year. So you didn't hear any gripes from his players about him and his coaching philosophies or anything. This is an external thing with us as fans and media that feel this way. And I'm not telling you you shouldn't feel. You can feel any way you want to feel. I'm just saying we're, we're going to the extreme to try to paint a picture about the guy that isn't true. That, and that, that's what I think is unfair. Like, we, let's not act like a week ago when he was going in to, to gut out the San Francisco 49ers, you loved him. When he was on his way into the stadium two weeks ago against the 49ers, and we're going to gut him.
6: He's gonna, a Philly, he was a Philly guy. He was a guy Philly guy, guy
3: that yeah. week. Knocked out Brock Purdy. <laughs> <laughs> and this week, he's the worst coordinator in the world. Well,
2: there you have it. <sighs> that's why it's a let it All out Friday. We're doing he the same the thing. He left the
3: team in Arizona. He, he left the team. No, they stayed too in Arizona. We won't be mad at the players for 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 having the uh, the after party, the dinner. Well, because you're right. The bus didn't. The bus
2: didn't. They didn't land the plane until they, we were on the air when the buses Sunday were going night. The, they they got back here Monday night, right? It was during our show. The buses. The buses were. It was like four or five o'clock. Oh, an afternoon. Yeah. The, the choppers were following the buses from mm-hmm. the airport.
3: Yeah, they probably left mid morning. Yeah, they probably left at noon. Yeah. I mean, I remember when we left Jacksonville. We got up the next morning. We flew back. Um, we flew back. Some of us had to get back here because we had to immediately get on a flight the next morning to go to Hawaii. So it was 10 of us that went to the Pro Bowl. So when we're flying back here with the team, we didn't have a locker clean-out day. Because the Pro Bowl was the week after the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, the back. Pro Bowl was the week uh, after. And so people you you were really, time. as the Super Bowl participants, the other players were already in Hawaii. On Sunday, we didn't get there to Tuesday.
2: You missed out on two days. And well, I'm just saying, Yankee- like,
3: like you come back Monday afternoon, and you got to li- uh, immediately get packed and ready for Hawaii. Like, it's not like you're sitting around hanging around doing
2: anything. Right, it's a half a day's flight to get out. Yes,
3: right? exactly. So we, we're 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 taking off uh, a Tuesday morning on an early flight to get out there. Yeah,
2: you're barely home.
3: So I, I said that to say we lost, and I don't remember talking to coaches. Is all I'm saying, like, coaches aren't sitting around with, with players like, the season is over with. You, you do that that night after the game. You go around, you say your thank yous, you, you wish everybody well, and that sort of thing. And then the next day it's like, okay, we all headed back here.
2: Say, you, you don't get insight like that on any other show. Uh, well, Richie played in football. Super listen. Bowl. Well, he, he may not give the insight, <laughs> though. You just did. He may not remember either. That's probably even more the case. Right, when well, we lost
6: in the PSAC, uh, you know, championship my, my sophomore year, similar things happened.
3: Yeah, what did you all do afterwards?
6: Uh, just pounding light beer.
3: Jack went to Wawa Pound,
6: and got a Pounding hoogie. light beer. Jack went and got a hoogie. That
3: was high school.
6: No, it's just college. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, no, sorry, we, lost, we lost in high school. I, I went to the mound of my high school, and we got back and sat there for like an hour. On that, that, that's when I need a coach to come tell me it'll be alright. Is he serious? <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, that was an emotional loss. You I mean, went and sat on the mound. It was my senior year. Yeah. Two one five five nine two night. It was over. That what was it. your record your senior year? Seventeen and three. Ooh. We blew a three run lead in the seventh of of, oh, of yeah, the second round. <laughs> Man. I mean, am I supposed to get over it? Yeah. I, I don't set foot <laughs> I, I never set foot in Happer or Horsham ever again. Jack, you weren't a good enough leader. I blame I, you. I pitched game one. I d I didn't I had nothing to do with it. Well, I mean, you didn't. I, you didn't I had nothing the, to do with you. It. Didn't you didn't will did. the team the
3: victory. He might be the worst team player I ever seen, man. That's why he's a baseball pitcher. He <laughs> it doesn't know how to play with others.
2: All right, listen, we have the top five of five coming up. We're live at Chiggis of Pete's in South God, Philly. Five Best in-game experience. It's been a fast show. Check out com. Top five of five. Jack on a Let It All Friday. What does he have in store for us? That's coming up next. Marks and Reese.